Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. It is Monday and I am Lee Campbell. And it is Monday, yes indeed, but I'm Kelly, <laughs> wait, I don't even know what that was. Oh my goodness, Sorry. I'm Kelly McCarran and clearly I'm still in weekend <laughs> brain mode. <laughs> oh, I wish it was a Sunday afternoon and we were having a cocktail together, although you must be having some mocktails these days. Some mocktails. You know what drives me crazy when places don't do them? Like, I do not want to sip on soda water. Uh, give me a fancy overpriced juice, please. I agree. You, you at least want the option to have like your $20 mocktail to start with and then you'll go to soda water. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. But it is Monday, which means that it is Q&A time where we answer the questions you've sent through to youbeautyatmamamia.com.au. Coming up, we're going to to tell you how to know you're getting bang for your buck when it comes to facials. But let's start with this question from Nicole. Hi, this is Nicole with a question for you, Beauty. I've seen some people putting on sunscreen with brushes, like stipple brushes and also beauty blenders. So my question to you is, if you do that, do you need to put on more? Because looking at how much comes out of my brushes and blenders when I clean them, there must be a lot left over, right? So are you getting the right amount on your face or am I just being paranoid? Love your work. Love the pod. Thanks. Bye. Love the question, Nicole. Oh, my God. I love this question so much. I just love that Nicole is so paranoid because she's obviously listened to enough new beauty to know that SBF is live. So, Nicole, great. Look, Yes, ideally you use a teeny bit more to account for the little bit that your brush or your sponge is absorbing, but really it's not absorbing that much. It would be a really small amount. And so your sponge or your brush would be very, very slightly damp and that'll stop the bristles or the sponge absorbing your sunscreen, but it won't be damp enough to dilute the sunscreen. So just tiny bit damp like you would wet it under the tap and then I squeeze mine like in a towel if that makes sense or you could brush your brush onto the towel. But at the end of the day, the fact that you're just wearing sunscreen is all that I care about. I don't care if you apply it with a cucumber, whatever, to get it on your face and to wear it is fantastic. So yeah, use a tiny bit more if you're worried. And I find I've got quite a small face. Like I've actually got quite a small forehead. So I almost do two applications because I know that just one pump, for example, isn't going to be enough. So I apply it and kind of let that set. And then I do a second application. So that's a good way to make sure you're getting enough SPF coverage. Also, oftentimes you'll find that a brush or a sponge is a fantastic way to uh, top up throughout the day. So you might have put your makeup on in the morning and then you're heading out somewhere in the afternoon and want to top up your sunscreen. Use a brush or a sponge there because you can actually, if you're very careful, apply it over your makeup and still leave your makeup on. But for the first application of your sunscreen for the morning, I much prefer my fingers. You can get it in all around your nose. Don't forget the top of your ears, inside of your ears, under your ears. So fingers are probably best for the first application. But if you're topping up throughout the day, absolutely try a sponge or a brush. Just make sure you're using a teeny bit more if you want to be absolutely perfect. 
If anyone from Gen Z listens to this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that they'll start a TikTok trend about putting on sunscreen with a cucumber. <laughs> like next week on Beauty News, you and Erin will be like, and the TikTok trend that's gone viral. <laughs> Cucumber sunscreen application. You look, you never know. It could kind of, because it wouldn't at least absorb anything. You could just smush it around. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I'm not sure. <laughs> Our second question is from Natalia. Such a great question. It kind of reminds me a little bit of a question that Jesse Stevens from Out Loud mm. sent in a couple of months ago. What yes. makes a good beautician? How do I know I'm getting a good facial? Like it's something we all do think often because we're like, but but how do I know? It just feels good. Exactly. And you know what? Particularly if you are spending a lot of money, you know, going to get a facial or seeing a beautician is oftentimes a couple of hundred dollars, possibly even more. So, of course, you want to ask that and make sure you're getting your money's worth. There's pretty much two questions there. What makes a good beautician? I believe someone who asks about your concerns, your skincare concerns, whether that's breakouts or pigmentation or, you know, dryness, whatever, asks about your routine, asks about your lifestyle, because, you know, if you're a busy mum or you're just a busy person and don't want 10,000 steps, you know, that's really important. But then who really listens to the answer isn't just going to tell you what you have to do because that's what they think must happen because it might not be realistic for your life. I also think a really good beautician will explain things in layman's terms without fear-mongering. You know, it won't make you feel terrified that your skin's shocking or if you don't use these products and your face is going to fall off or whatever it may be. Like they need to explain it simply and supportively. And I don't like it when they do that uncomfortable upsell. It's fine if they do it the first time saying, you know, do you want to buy the products? But if you say, no, thank you, I'm happy with my routine or no, I'm not interested – I think they need to leave it there. Some clinics really train and kind of enforce that really hardcore upsell. I won't go to places like that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Agree. Yeah. And look, we've got a great line. Look, we get all these products for free. We don't need to buy anything. But it just, I don't enjoy the treatment if I'm sitting there going, oh no, it's nearly over and now they're going to tell me I have to buy everything, you know. So I just won't go to someone with a hardcore upsell. Or even worse, when they tell you that you can't get something done unless you promise that you'll use their products. Yes, that's such a good point. Because oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, but we've heard of clinics saying you can only get this treatment here if you use these at-home products that we sell and that's just ridiculous and it's not true. A 100% if someone ever tells you that run run to another clinic. Run and then you say what makes a good facial okay so I guess it depends on what you're there for sometimes there's just beautiful deep massage relaxation facial and you just want to bliss out for 60 minutes or 90 minutes so if you're relaxed at the end of that Fantastic. That was a good facial. If you're there for results-driven stuff like I am, the facials I have aren't particularly enjoyable, but (laughs) I want to look different, feel different and have results at the end of it. So are you getting the results that you desire? Did you sit down with that facialist and say, you know, I really want to get rid of this pigmentation and they've said, okay, let's do this three to six month plan or, or I need to clear up my breakouts. Let's do some extractions. Are you getting the results that you desire and discussed with them? And overall, it's just about do you feel happy and do you feel supported and do you look forward to going back to the next appointment? I think that's what's really important. It's like, oh, yes, I've got a facial on Saturday. Yeah, that's such good advice because both of us always look forward to seeing our facialist. Absolutely. And like I say, mine isn't a relaxation in terms of like massage, like it's extractions, it's laser, it's not that fun. However, the results are fun. Exactly. I leave and I'm glowing and plump and juicy. So if you look forward to going back, that's how you know, I think that you found a good place that's doing, you know, ethically the right thing by you and are getting you the results. Oh, facials. Have you been enjoying being able to go back and get facials, Lee? 
I went back the other week. My lovely lady texted me and she's like, I can fit you in at 7.30 or something at night. And I was like, okay, I'll be there. Lee, that's (laughs) almost past your bedtime. That's what I said. By the time I left, I just literally went home. And I mean, the good thing was I didn't need to wash my face, did I? So I just cleaned my teeth and dove into bed. But I was so happy to be back. And so was my skin. My skin did pretty well in lockdown. But it's not until you've had a professional treatment that you're like, oh, that's why I pay all the money. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I actually had a facial and apparently my skin was just not ready for a facial. So even though I said to the facialist, I was like, I don't want downtime like... I have some things on over the next few days. Let's just like do something really hydrating. It wasn't my regular facialist. So also this lady wasn't used to my very sensitive reactive skin. Mm. Oh my goodness. I looked like she didn't even do much to my skin at all. But my skin after four months of not having anyone touch it, except for me, just went ah, and I looked sunburnt and swollen for two days. And then for five days, I actually shed like a snake. My best friend kept (gasps) calling me little snaky, little slithering snaky. Like it was so funny about how much my skin just was not prepared or ready for it even though it wasn't a hectic facial. But now I'm at the tail end of it and I'm looking a lot fresher. Glowy. I found that throughout pregnancy, though. I couldn't have my normal treatments, even though they weren't particularly invasive. But my skin was just so sensitive and so reactive that I could basically just have, like, a nice little massage with some oil. And I was like... Just someone pat. Yeah, pat me. Just pat me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope that we've helped. Don't forget that if you have a question you'd like answered on the pod, please send us an email or voice memo to youbeauty at mamamia.com.au because we'll be back answering more next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of You Beauty, Mamma Mia's daily podcast for your face. Have a great week.